Welcome to the OC Endurance Podcast. My name is Chris, along with my host, Austin and Tony. I just got the Tony look like he was looking back at the camera because somebody started talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it caught me off guard because I was looking away for the countdown. So when you started, I was like, oh, did I miss the countdown? Are we, are we starting? <laughs> yeah. All right. And that was the exact look of what what is happening yeah. here. <laughs> this is part two of the podcast, getting a second episode in the same week. Can't do this too often. We're going to raise the expectations and then Sal's going to start asking me for stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, it's the holidays. So, Well, well that, I don't know about these, these 6 a.m. starts right. on these things. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's early. Definitely early. Dedication. Yeah. So we'll skip what's been going on since we just talked about that an hour and a half ago. And I guess this episode, what are we talking about? Talking about you. Yeah. The Quinta 70.3. Yeah, yeah. It was a fun weekend. Yeah, you had pretty, would you say, high goals going into it? or I think um, based off the history of this year and how things have gone since coming back from surgery, um, I had not been able to break five hours since, uh, since. I mean, I did at Oregon, but again, downriver swim. Don't count that. So yeah, the goal was, can I go, can I break five? And, uh, believe me, the doubt, the doubts were there until maybe a couple of weeks ago when I felt like my run all of a sudden things just felt like they started to come together, started to click. And you just don't know, will that, will that, will it feel like that after the bike, right? It's one thing to go out and do a 10 miler mm. or, or, you know, two hour run or whatnot and, and feel like, Oh, Hey, I can. I'm running so you know sub eights. I'm in the sevens, and and then you get on the bike, and it happens all the time, right? I talk to you know I'm, I'm not going to call necessarily don't want to call him out, but you know I've got Kevin, who's somewhat gunning for me. I got Michael, who's somewhat gunning for me, and both those guys, right? They're running sevens in their training runs, so it's a, you feel like, hey, I should be able to do this during the race, no problem. And then I get out there, and you know, I had, so far I have not been able to do it, but I had a good weekend this weekend. Yeah, so. but so you, I guess let's start from the beginning. You went out Friday? Yep. Went out Friday. I, I love going early to races, you know, especially that race. That race has lots of logistics. Any race that has a multi-point drop-off, things like that, um, you know, this race specifically, you've got to take your crap to the lake and, you know, drop your bike off, dunk your wetsuit, do all of that. Then you've got to go to the tennis uh stadium again the second day or the day before the race and drop off your your run gear which is super easy the run gear is really easy to do um so going out friday stayed at this little place that sujin found because she wanted to bring her dog and um so her and justin and, and uh finn came out saturday and uh i went out friday and it's called late i don't even want to say the name of it because i don't want anybody to know what it was it's a 35 room place on the water of Lake La Quinta, which is one and a half mile. It's the, the street Washington and miles is where the corner of the stadium is at, right? That's where everything's at. It is just up the street from that. There's a man-made lake with a bunch of 1.5 to $3 million houses and this little chateau. And it's got like a gated driveway. You wouldn't even know it's really there. And yeah, the rooms 
are the modern fireplaces. Um, yeah, it's I'll say modern. They're nice, but they've kind of got this crazy, um, I don't know, European kind of UK ish feel, right? You know, red, red chandeliers and, and stuff like that. And it, it, the place was awesome. But 30, so 35 rooms? There. 35 rooms. Yeah, it's like a two story mansion, essentially. And my bedroom, which I'll post a video if I ever get to editing it. I'm going to try and do that this week. You, you, I will you upload. Open, yes, I will upload. You open the doors <laughs> off of my room. Um, there's the bed. There's the fireplace. You open the doors. There's grass in front of my room and the lake right there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Can you get in that lake or is it kind of? Uh, there's a bunch in. of electric boats on it. I don't know that you can get in it. Yeah, I don't know that you want to get in it. But um, yeah, it's beautiful. So that it's called, uh, don't do it. The don't Chateau it. at Lake Laquita. <laughs> I'm not doing the race next this year. This can so be like matter. your, uh, it's called the Chateau at Lake Laquita. Your CDA or your I power know, numbers I for know. Tony. You don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> and there, and there was, there were athletes there, but it was fairly quiet, you know? And, uh, I think people just, they don't know about it. They don't advertise. Um, so yeah, it was cool. So, so wait, cool so she, you, she picked a winner. So you, you basically were sharing this with a bunch of other people that you didn't know. No, no, no. I mean, it's a, it's a hotel, right? You got your own room, your own bathroom. You're it's, it's, it's got hallways and two stories. It's like a normal hotel, but it's, it's just built within this private lake with all of these other homes. Uh, and okay. so you're the only business on the lake and it, it looks like a mansion sitting on the lake and then there's all these other homes. Uh, okay. And okay. every home has a dock and they all have their little electric boats on them and you got all the retired people cruising around in the evenings in their boats. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. So, For some reason, I, yeah, I was picturing cool. you guys rented out like this- Like a bed and breakfast or a- This 35 no, 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 yeah, room, like a hostel. I'm like, how do you work staying with you guys? One room for my bike. One room for my kit, one room for my helmet, one room for my shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what are, you, what are you guys doing? Like, well, no, no. You, you did just rent out like a huge cabin that was like a seven, eight room cabin, right? So I'm like, well, maybe this is just yeah. the way Chris rolls, you know? This is how I roll. You guys need to yeah, travel right. with me. <laughs> well, I stay with you in Finland. We didn't roll that way. Chris is like, I know in Finland, I was sure you're, I, I was begging for your couch. So. <laughs> So yeah, no. So the the location, the place we stayed was perfect. It had a restaurant there, um, a very nice restaurant. Um, so yeah, how far were you from? Less than two miles. Like a I mile guess and a half. the expo. I mean, oh, I could have okay. walked there easy. Okay. And, and at that place, the parking. The thing about La Quinta is the parking's amazing, right? Because they got a huge field across the street, and it's easy to park there. That that is the thing I love about this race is there's no issue with with parking. Um, unlike something like Oceanside, which sucks. So, well, I saw that freaking line to, for bike drop off or something. That was insane. So that I, was the craziest oh, I've ever seen. Nothing it. would piss me off more. That was the craziest more. I've ever seen it. Um, I went, I was waiting for Sujin and, and Justin to get out there because she wanted to go, go with me down to the lake. We were going to meet up with the Varlow folks and uh, we got there at 1130 and cruised right in down. You know, it's, you, it's kind of a one way in, you go through a neighborhood down and, and then you get down to the, the park. And once we got into the park, we got past the little entry gate, we sat in line and there were a ton of cars and Parking is really hard there. There's not a lot of parking, so you're kind of waiting for someone to pull out. Um, but it, it wasn't a big deal. Then, you know, did all the stuff, dropped the bike, dunked the wetsuit, 
do all that. And when we left, she posted that video. The there were hundreds of cars in line. It went from you know where you park all the way out to the main avenue, which I think is Madison. Um, it was really it was going to take hours. I couldn't imagine sitting in that. It was crazy. Um, so we got there just at the right time and someone, a tip, which I think if I do this race again, I am going to just do someone mentioned that they learned to go there at nine o'clock and do your ride and your shakeout run. Just go there and get that done before the 10 o'clock drop off starts. And then you're there. You're the first one to drop off. You're and this race typically isn't that hot, right? So you're not worried about your bike sitting out there all day long. Uh, the weather this weekend was perfect, right? It was a high of 70. Um, so usually I'm like, ah, I don't want my bike to sit there all day long, but, um, I could totally see cause it's never that hot out there. So getting there, doing your ride and your run, it, it, that's a good place to do it, I think. And, and then you're already there. So I might do that next time. But yeah. Did that dropped off and, uh, Went to dinner, had a dinner that night with the Synergy folks and uh, the OCE folks. I mean, we had 20, we ended up with 20 people racing. We had 21 that were supposed to race and Sujin's knee was messed up. So right. she had an MRI yesterday. Hopefully get some news. Uh, I think she gets news today what, what the results might be. But it was awesome having that many people out there. Uh, we met up the day before a little bit and then some of us went to, to dinner and um, and like I said, with Synergy and, and Danielle Lewis and, and her husband. So that was pretty fun. And, uh, and yeah, just got to bed, got to bed fairly early. I think I was in bed by eight, fell asleep, got up morning, no problem. Um, I did wake up at like two and I was going to get up at three and I went over and turned the fireplace on and got back in bed. So it'd be nice and warm when I got up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was funny because nice. I'm in like this romantic room. It's all regal and fireplace. And the night before, I'm, I'm lying in bed and the fireplace is on. And I'm just like, huh, here I am all alone in this romantic place. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the fireplace is uh, key on race morning. Because I, for some reason, it's got to be the, the nerves. I feel like when I get high nerves, like your senses are really firing, race mornings, I'm always super, super cold when I wake up. You know, it's like shivering in the room. And, you know, so I had it nice and warm in there. So I was strutting around and getting my gear on. And yeah, so it was perfect. And that race is great. I, I said, I picked the 4 a.m. shuttle, which is the very first one, just so that if I was late, I was didn't have an issue. And of course they never checked that crap. It's the funniest thing how Iron, Iron Man is still doing the same pandemic stuff that they've done in the past. And I think they just hope that people listen to what the paper says and then they never actually check. So, you know, they give you your time to check your gear in the time to, to show up for your shuttle and they never look at any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, got there, hopped on. I think I might've been on the second bus. And luckily it was not as cold as it's been in the past. So, um, and where are they, this is the shuttle from the stadium T2 to yeah, the tennis okay. garden. Um, you park there, they have a ton of buses. It's so well organized. The buses are amazing. Jump on the buses, take the buses out, hop off. And, um, yeah, it's funny. I think the more I race, you know, when I first came back to Ironman, I was super nervous in the mornings. 
right? Uh, like that, the nerves are running high. I've got to hit the porta potty over and over and over and over, even though there's nothing left. To, you just have that urge, and I swear it's just getting it's getting easier and easier. I don't even. I, I feel like I wasn't nervous for this race. I think I felt like I had it in the bag, and it's like I sub five, I can do that. It's not a problem, and. Yeah. And then it was nice because we had a lot of folks there. We had our matching kits. Our kits from Varlow showed up two days before the race. So we were we were good to go. And the weather was nice. The water was 58 degrees, which is warmer than it has been in years past. That water can be really cold. Um, mm-hmm. So I seated myself in the 27 to 30. And um, so there were a little bit of people ahead of me, but but not a lot. And uh, I forget what time I got in. I think I, maybe it was like seven eleven. I think we started at seven. It might have been around seven eleven. And yeah, hit the water, and it's cold. I mean, that shit is cold. Even at fifty eight, it 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 hurts. It just startles you. So, real yeah. quick, you you didn't start till seven twenty. Oh, really? It was that. Oh, you know what? I think that we yeah. started a little late. Honestly. I was going to say that that when I was looking at the tracker, I was like, is nobody in yeah, the water Yeah, I think we actually yet? did like start late. Seemed... I think we didn't start till 7.10 okay. or 7-something. So maybe that's the, the time I was remembering. Was it a, and the pros were planned for 6.50? Was that the original? Yeah, I thought the men went off on time, but I don't know why it seemed like we... Maybe the men did go off late. I mean, if, if you probably look and see hmm. what they started at the very beginning but anyway yeah i mean hit the water and it was cold the first five minutes but nothing like it has been in past years and this is the first year i ever wore booties um i don't know if i would wear them again i mean my 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 feet were they were warm so they weren't they weren't frozen which is probably good i would say that i swam the same time that i close to the same time I swam last year, which was the fastest I've ever swam there. I just seemed to swim slow there. I swam at 34 or something. And I just felt like I could never get in a good rhythm. Um, uh, even talking to Shay, who's a really good swimmer, right? She's a Princeton swimmer. She she said the water felt rough. It felt really um, like wavy. You were just kind of swaying side to side and side to side. And I just felt like I could never get into a really, really good rhythm of swimming. The, the course was still that M shape that they do, do up there every year, right? It's almost like a bow tie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where you were, yeah. Yeah. Like an M or a bow tie where you, you know, you've got two buoys on, you swim out and you make a, a right and a right. Right. And that's kind of the far end of the rectangle. But then on the way back from that, on the long side of the rectangle, they make you kind of come in towards the shore right. to add a little length. And you then, can't cut it straight yeah, and go yeah. straight to the to the end buoy. Yeah. yeah, which is always odd. But the great thing was is being a little bit of a few minutes later start, the sun was higher, which was nice. So by the time I made that turn and started heading, uh, you weren't you weren't blinded by the sun. It wasn't hard to to see. So I was able to see the buoys. It felt like, and it it felt like there were almost more buoys. I I know that that's probably not true, but I felt like I could always see the next buoy, which is strange. Sometimes I feel like you can't see the next buoy right away when you, when you pass. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. So the swim went really well. I mean, well, overall, I I felt like it was slow. I felt like I couldn't get in a good rhythm. Like I was kind of just off balance and stuff like that. But when I got out, you swimming over people or anything um, or a few, uh, a few, but I didn't feel like I, I tend to swim wide there. What I always tend to do is swim a little bit wide. 
um, each time just so that I'm not in that line. And I, I ended up making my way to the buoy line and staying on the buoy line after, after making that first right. But going out, I tend to stay. I like to start on the left because you're starting kind of on the shore at an angle and, and kind of swim a little wide all the way out and avoid that. Um, did have, I felt like I, I was able to get in some draft on some people. And then, you know, there's always that one annoying person that gets on you and just slaps your feet over and over and over. And to the point where I wanted to look at the GPS on my watch, I felt like I full on made a 90 degree and just swam to the left, like five feet and started swimming again. It was just like, get the fuck off of me, dude. Why are you hitting me over? And I'm like, I'll hit somebody, right? And you immediately adjust. Um, but this person was just all over me and it was driving me nuts. So yeah, I, I, I made a hard left to just to get away from them. Um, but yeah, came out of the water and wasn't, uh, wasn't freezing. They said there were wetsuit strippers. I, I did not see any. Um, I, you know, I just ran, felt good running. Didn't, you know, didn't feel like, uh, any issue. You know, sometimes you get out of the water and you feel a little dizzy or a little, um, off but you didn't feel you know, like you, you worked hard for your your pace i felt like i no i mean i felt i i was swimming hard mm -hmm. but not to the point I, I i made i didn't want to go because i've had issues there with the cold water and almost panic attacks i made um the decision to not swim too hard in that first 500 and then when my watch buzzed, because at 500, it kind of buzzes on the open water setting. It was like, all right, let's pick it up a little bit. And then I hit the thousands. Like, all right, let's pick it up a little more. And, but I mean, overall, my swim was slow compared to what I've been swimming in Bayshore, right? Again, it's not that lake. I just feel like it's slow. I think I swam well, that, so that, or something. The way they design the course, though, I think it's almost designed to be slow. It's, it's tough, to, like you said, to get into a rhythm because you have so many turns. And whenever there's a turn buoy, that's that's always a it's a fighting section, right? Everyone prepares themselves for yeah. those turns, and and prepares for that that fight for the inside or you know for your your space. And it's not a big body of water. It's not. It's really not right. When you look at it, you think, oh, this is a good sized lake. But you put twenty five, which there are twenty five hundred people, right? I mean, there aren't twenty five hundred people when I'm in it, but you know, because I try and start up at the beginning. But by the time you get on that backside. And that's where I felt like there was a lot of motion in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, you get the ripples going in that thing. It, it gets, it, it, it feels wavy. It feels choppy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I think, you know, for the most part, I mean, most Ironman events or the 7.3 events, they're going to have like three, three turn buoys where you're kind of fighting for a position. Whereas this one has like six. So it's, it's double the amount and you're, yeah. <laughs> so, so you're always kind of like racing that next buoy, that next turn and then trying to position yourself. Um, it, I don't, right. And you actually have to go through a gate, right. In the, as part of that M when you come back, there are two red buoys. So you have to hit that gate yeah. and it's, it's not narrow by any means, but you want to hit the left one, right? You don't want to swim further to the right one. You want to hit that left one so that, that you get, there's some good traffic at that one as well. Yeah. And nobody seemed to have a great swim there. I mean, I, from everybody I was tracking, everybody seemed to come in slower than I anticipated for, for what their ability is. Yeah. Shay swam what she swam 128, I think. Um, I forget what she swam, but, and I expected her to, you know, definitely be, be faster than that. And I think she thought she would as well. So it was, uh, yeah, she went, uh, 28, 
122, which is still really fast, right? It's a 128. Yeah. But well, I thought she would be right. faster than She said she thought she'd be faster than that. Yeah. And even Ed, who I swim with at Masters, who's a faster swimmer than I am, I mean, he, he swam at a 36. So I was kind of surprised by that. And I had messaged him like, we need to talk about that swim because you're kicking my ass in the pool all the time. Like, what what happened here? So I, I yeah, yeah, it's funny going into the race. Ed was the variable, right? I know, I knew everybody else, right? I knew, um, everybody else that was racing against me. And, and we've got some really good friendly competition going on between a bunch of the guys. You know, there's a bunch of people that their goal is to break five hours, right? So we all had the same goal. And then we've got the friendly competition going on because uh, Michael and, and Kevin and I, we all, we all went to uh, Arizona and, and I got the best of them in Arizona. So it was, it was kind of the rematch. And then Ed, I didn't know Ed. And uh, I met with Ed and his wife on Saturday morning and him and I and, and her, we did the shakeout ride together. So we went and rode. And so then I, and he's the one who rides with you sometimes. So then I started saying, all right, well, it might be some serious competition. He's got, uh, he wants five hours as well. And then Christian Yance, right. Which is, uh, um, John's brother. I didn't know much about him. And then I found out he was racing. So then I'm looking up his previous times before the race and going, oh, shit, he's gone sub five as well. So, you know, I'm like, I want to be the fastest one of the day of the people I know, right? That's it. <laughs> that was my goal. And so, yeah, uh, Christian and uh, Ed were kind of these variables that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to. To, to beat. So, uh, I came out of the water. I had no idea where anyone was at. I thought the only person ahead of me would have been Shay, but Tim, Tim might've been ahead of me because I think he might've started up with Shay. Um, I had the feeling he, uh, he had snuck up there. Well, cause yeah, he started at seven eighteen, and you said I started at seven twenty something. So we came out of the water together, saw him in transition and we both got on the bike and he, he was on me for, uh, at least the first half. Um, he, he, cause we made, I made the turn at some point I saw, I saw Shay and I always check my watch, right? So I hit the bike and it was fast. The first part of the bike I'm doing 25, 27 and just felt so good. And my Watts were, you know, I was targeting 210 you know, somewhere in there, 215 and just, just flying felt really, really good. I was on tubeless tires. So I had this confidence level that they're going to, they're going to be solid and I'm not going to get any punctures and it's going to be great. And they were, uh, ran them at 75, uh, pounds and nice and cushy. And, uh, yeah, so I went in and it's funny, I am on the bike and it's going so great. And I am literally just going through my head. It's like, I've got no bottle cages. I've got one bottle on the back. I've got, <laughs> I've got tubeless tires. I, I am the most arrow I have ever been. So I, it was like all the good vibes uh, going on on the bike. And there's the turnaround at right around halfway. It's right around, um, 28 miles where you make a U-turn. And so on the way there, I saw Shay and, and looked at the watch and started the countdown. It's like, all right, she's, she's six minutes ahead of me at this point, I think is what it was. And I thought I would catch her on the bike. I thought for sure I would eventually 
pass her. And I kept looking and kept looking. And then you're looking for everybody else, right? Because I know Tim's behind me. And Tim, I think, gained on me on the on the turnaround, that first turnaround, because I swear he was only like a minute back. And I was like, oh, man, he's not that far back. Um, but then on the second half was was harder. I would say there was a headwind. They said it wasn't that windy, but you know, where all of a sudden I felt like I was working way harder to maintain 22 miles per hour. I was struggling to, to, to maintain that without feeling like I was pushing much higher, you know, probably 230. I want to look at my, I haven't even turned my computer on. All I have is my, my watch file. So I haven't even looked at what my power profile is yet. I need to do that today. But I feel like I was putting out a lot more wattage the second half to maintain uh, a couple miles per hour slower. And yeah, it, you know, that course is just super flat and there's no, there's no downhills. So there's no, no time to pee. And, uh, I needed to pee on the, the back half of that ride and, uh, it was cooler. So I didn't take in, all I used was the fluid in my, um, aero bottle up front. So I did not take in a ton of liquid um, or fluids on the bike. That's 30 ounces. So I took in 30 ounces and it was four, I want to say four, three or four scoops of Vitargo, but I took gels. So I'm on the Morton caffeine kick on the bike with, uh, you know, at the, at the halfway, a little under the halfway point, or when I was an hour out, I said, okay, I've got an hour left. I'm going to take one. And then when I was a half hour out, I was like, all right, I'm going to take one. So I took two Morton gels and got, you know, the caffeine kick there. And there's another turnaround. And then I didn't see Tim. And I realized on the, on the, on the, on the racetrack, right? So on the racetrack is a really kind of a good area to see where, you know, you can kind of try and see people. And I never saw Tim on the racetrack. So I, I haven't got to talk to him if he started to, if the head wins took a toll, but I didn't see him there. And, uh, on the racetrack is where I caught Andrew Lewis and, uh, and, and, uh, which is Danielle Lewis's husband. And, uh, I saw him there and I love that racetrack stayed arrow almost the whole time. It's so fast, so smooth. It's just, it's, uh, that's the best part of that whole course. I would love to run the whole race on that thing. Um, and yeah, never caught Shay on the bike, came back and, Towards, I mean, this race is always notorious for drafting, right? There's always big groups. And on the way back in the last couple of miles as you're headed into the city, it's very narrow, right? They put you over on the left-hand side. So kind of the incoming traffic, right? Oncoming traffic side on the left-hand side. And it's very narrow. And I was, I knew I was on the verge of 23 miles per hour. That was my, that was my goal for the bike was to break 23 miles per hour. And I, I knew I had to be close. I, it was right there. And so I was putting in a pretty good effort on that last mile or two stretch. And all of a sudden on my left-hand side, um, this chain of like 10 and the, and the first guy in that chain was Jacob. Jacob was in that. He was the first guy. He came like, he's like, what's up, Chris, which I mean, honestly, it kind of pissed me off. I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? This guy's <laughs> passing me right now? God damn it. I know he's a good cyclist. But I was just like, nobody had passed me on the bike. And here we are, a mile from the end, and he passes me. And 
It's got to be the bike that he was on. Oh my on. God. Yeah. It was your bike. It was crazy. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit. So he goes, he goes by me. He's like, come on, let's finish this. And I was tempted. And I was like, all right. But right behind him, there's another guy and another guy and another guy. And there was a pack of 10 of them I that hate, went by me. I hate, all I on, they were that. all on his butt. They were all drafting off of him. And um, as the last person passes me, what do I hear? I hear a moto and I, and I'm like, and I look over uh, and it's a, it's a ref. And I was like, Oh, let's see what happens. And she went up and they, you know, they all move over to the right after they pass me and I start backing off. They were all passing me the whole time. Right. So that I was, I was slowly falling back and she looks at me and, and then goes by and she, she goes up and just boom, 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 starts giving out penalties oh, that's it was awesome. so nice. freaking awesome and they yeah. all sit up and what happens though it's super narrow right there they all sit up and they all start going slow so i have absolutely no yeah. option to go around because she's going up one at a time giving penalties they're all slowing down they're all pleading their case and we're doing like 16 to 18 miles per hour and there was nothing uh. i could do so yeah overall I didn't know it until after the race, but I did 22.99 <laughs> freaking miles per hour. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's hard. You know, yeah. so that's at, hard. At, at, with the section you're, you're speaking about, so coming off the race course, the last, the last time I, I did it, and uh, it's coming out of the race track, I should say, sorry, and um, on that final stretch, and there is a group that comes up next to me and it's it's team zoot right and it's literally like three three zoot guys then like somebody else mixed in and like more like two more zoot guys and then like a few mixed in and the the zoot kits are so bright whatever and and there's probably like again like 12 guys and they 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 go by and i'm pissed so i after they go by i peel over to the left and i just mash to the front of this group and, I, and so I'm on their left-hand side and I look over and I yell, I didn't know there's a Zoot group ride today. And, uh, <laughs> and they're, all, they're all, oh yeah, uh, jump on. You can buy us a beer at the end. And I'm like, fuck you guys. You're dragging all these guys in. Like, what are you doing? And I was, I was so mad. And so then like, I just tried to like, I, basically writing off anger at that point. And I tried to just drop the entire group. And, um, I was I was so mad. One and one of the guys that was in that group ended up beating me on the run, and I'm just I'm pissed, thinking like, because <laughs> you were in that group saving your legs, asshole, yeah. drafter. But, it was yeah. it was the awesome thing. It was, I, I, yes, I didn't get my 23 miles per hour, but it was so awesome to see her roll up and start dropping penalties on those guys. That would it been was so, so satisfying. Awesome. Oh yeah. my god, it was so good. It was so good. And then after she did that, she did slowly roll back. And was next to me, and you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh my god, does she think I'm part of that? You know, am I going to get one? And and then she dropped off the back. And it's like, ah, all right. So then those guys are all deflated, right? And so then I just drop, I hammer it, and and I pass a bunch of them. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh man, did you get a penalty? And the guy's like, yeah. Well, he's like complaining. I'm like, ah, that sucks, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, came into T two. Um, Feeling pretty good. I mean, ultimately, probably not hammering that last mile. Um, you know, gave my legs a little bit of a, a breather, but um, came in 
And I knew, again, I knew Shay was up there. I don't think I ever passed her. And then Jacob was now there. And it was just like, oh, damn. All right. It's on, Jacob. And uh, transition was good. I mean, it felt really fast, except I had to pee so bad. And so I made the decision to go into the porta potty. And I swear I, I had like a two minute and some or three minute and something transition, 322. Okay. Cause you peed. It should have been 222. In, okay. You peed in T2. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. And I peed and I peed and I peed. And it was like, do I cut this off? I got to cut this off. <laughs> and I'm like, I can run with half of this in me. And uh, I just, I'm like, nope, just let it go. Just let it go so that you feel so good on the run. Do you, do you count in your head as you're peeing? I, I do. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a me thing, but I count in my head so that I don't, because so it always feels lo- so much longer than it really is. And so like, I know I probably, if I, if I count, I'm like, okay, but I, I felt so like bad. I had a really smooth transition, but I'm, I was literally there like flexing my, my abs. I'm like, squeeze it out, squeeze it out. <laughs> I was like, come on, it's not stopping. Um, so yeah, I was, I don't know. It probably was 17 seconds, but it felt like it was forever. And, um, uh, I usually have a faster T2 there at that race. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so I have to look at So you're done doing Kegels year. in the porta potty. What happens next? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, popped out. And I just happened to, um, I mean, I popped out and Jacob was right there. So, you know, went up next to him and started running. And, and uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hard right here and, and see what happens. And so, you know, we're running hard. And he's like, man, how fast are you going to run this thing? You're going to go sub 445, right? And we were like, you know, we were having a good time. And yeah, so I just, I think I was, I was doing sub sevens that first for a while through the, the beginning of the, uh, of the run, you know, because it's nice and flat until you get to the golf course. So I felt good. Uh, didn't feel like, uh, my legs weren't bothering me at all. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the first at 1.7, I, I was at six twenty nine. Yeah, and you have that nice and like then, descent uh, that you kind of as you exit this the stadium area, that that kind yep. of helps too. And everybody's there, right? Everybody's there to cheer, and it just felt so good. Um, and then got to the golf course, and and you know the first time I've done this, every time I've done this race, the first lap is always great, right? And the second lap just destroys me. Um, and that golf course is relentless. It is just up and down and up and down, twisting and turning, and you're doing S's back and forth and back and forth. And you think, okay, I'm headed out. And nope, you got another S to do, and you got to go back into the golf course. And and it's 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 not like hilly in the sense that it's steep. It's just constant. So you, it's very hard to get into a rhythm there. And and then there's a section where you run on sand, like the, the it's just like dirt and sandy, super super fine soft sand. And then from there you jump on the grass, and the grass feels great. I like the grass. Um, and then once you hit the grass, you're on the way back towards to exit that. Yeah, um, super shoes aren't great in the grass though. No, they're, they're no, really not. But it, better than the sand. Yeah. It, yeah. So and I think then, it's because you run in the sand for that hundred yards or whatever. Maybe it's not even that long. But then when you get to the grass, it's like, oh my god, this is so much better. Yeah. What did they do for the transition from the road to the golf course? Um, did, did they? They just have that little wooden platform where it kind of leans against the curb, and it's always, it's always pretty sketchy in my mind. I've never had an issue, but it's always got sand on it. I always feel like I'm going to hit this thing and my feet are going to go out from under me. Um, and you kind of, yeah, you kind of kind of run up this little dirt section. Yeah. 
to get onto the the golf course. Uh, I was just thinking like after uh, so many years, you think they'd, they'd figure something out, a better solution to that than what they they've been doing. Just that little wooden. Yeah. A little piece of plywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah. So I had right on the way out, I had two, I think I had two or three caffeine Morton's with me that I stuck in my, you know, that I took out of transition and I took one immediately and then running, there was a woman in, I didn't see lots of, 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 uh, gels on the course, but there was a woman right at the beginning in one of the first transitions she had, or one of the first aid stations. So I snaked two of those and was my goal was, yeah, just watch every half hour, take a caffeinated gel. And, and my goal was to hit the transitions like a pro like when you watch the tros hit the transition it's just like water splash splash on yourself gatorade squeeze a cup slam it in your mouth right and just bam bam every single time and um yeah it felt good i felt like uh, I, ca I caught up to shay um before we got to the golf course and then um yeah, hammered that first golf course out. When you come off the golf course, you have to make a right and then kind of go to the end of this little street and and make a little U-turn. And then you're headed back to the, the finish shoot area, right? And then you got to make the turn around and go do all of that again. And for that first half, I felt really, really good. Uh, I felt like I was running fast, felt like I was running smooth. Um, for the most part, I was maintaining in the in the low sevens. Definitely sub 730. There was one where it was a little more hilly. I think when you're in the sand and you're in the grass and that one was closer to, I think it was like a 7, 753. But then you can kind of see when I, you know, kind of hit the, hit the smooth area again, you know, 716, 757, um, and then back to the golf course and the golf course hurt the second time around. I think I went 747, 805. And then the last part of that golf course, um, I dropped, I almost did a nine at that point, 858. But then when I came off, I knew I was on the verge. And when I came off, I saw, um, I saw someone and his name's Kyle. Um, and he, he's like, you're targeting your 446. You're, you've got 446. And I was just like, ah, oh, screw that. I gotta go faster than that. So I, I it was like, my goal was to see 445 on there at that point. Uh, in the beginning of the run, the first loop, I thought, man, I might be able to go 440. And I was talking in the last podcast about doing the math. It was like, if I can maintain this on the second loop, maybe I could go 440, which is the fastest I've ever gone, which was in Oregon with the with the downriver swim. And then on the next loop, you start doing the math and you start calculating, and it's like, hmm, can I do? 445 and it's like well at least i'm gonna break five just maintain don't let anyone catch you right all the all this crap's going on in your head um but yeah once i hit the got off the golf course the, the second time i just tried to drop the hammer and just run as hard as i could i never felt like i was hurting hurting like super painful I think I was in a good mood the entire time. I was trying to the, the, Lululemon had a team there, which I've never seen before. And uh, so they had a bunch of cheerleaders and everything on the grass. And every time I would go by them, I was like, you know, screaming at them, kind of doing the hands up in the air type of thing. They were all, you know, cheering. And so it was really cool to see so many people. But I will say I was when I got on the run, 
I saw two Wolfpack kits and I saw two area three or a couple area three. And I was on a mission. It was like, all right, I'm tracking those kits down. Those are, those are like my, you know, my carrot. I was trying to, to catch up to those kits. And, um, and cause I knew John was out there. I did. I knew Tim was out there, but I saw Tim. I knew Tim was behind me. Uh, but there was another, um, Wolfpack kit. So I was, I was trying to, to track them down. And then there were a couple of Varlow people that were in front of me. So I successfully tracked every single one of them down, except somebody who passed me in an area three kit, whoever this guy was, he went by me and he was, he was moving quick. So I don't know who it's was. probably Mike Dumas. Yeah. Yeah. He went by me and I couldn't hold on. I tried to hold on for a while and it was like, this isn't going to end well. So he, he beat me for sure. I don't know by how much, but, uh, yeah. And came across the finish line in, uh, four hours, 45 minutes and 47, no, 57 seconds, I think. So it was awesome to see the 45, not see the 46. There you go. See that 4604 or something stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But did, when you came across, were you depleted or were you like, I feel pretty good. Like there was a little, maybe a little more there or anything like that. Or you were like, I, I feel good. I, I'm I ran pretty darn that. hard that last mile or so trying to get to that 45. Um, so, I mean, I, I didn't come across and feel, sometimes I come across and I feel like I'm unstable, right? Like I'm going to fall over or like I'm just hurting. My legs hurt really bad. I didn't feel that way at all. So, um, I felt like during the run, I was on that edge of like where my fitness, I, I think I probably outran my fitness at this point. Honestly, I ran 722s and I ran 815s or something like that just a few weeks ago, four weeks ago or so at Arizona. So I feel like I outran probably what my fitness was because I could feel in my adductors and kind of that um, attachment point under your butt cheeks, right? Or your legs come up, your muscles come up. I could feel them kind of twinging every once in a while, right? Where you get that little, like little mm. shock and it's like, oh shit, cramps coming, cramps coming, right? And it's just like, yeah. it's coming, it's coming. Um, so I felt like I was right on that edge of, of not, 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 or uh, of cramping, but trying to just stay within, within that, that little walk, that tightrope. And yeah, I came. I felt great. Came across the line. Of course, when you when you have it, no matter how much it hurts, when you come across and you you break a goal or you you know you set a PR, you feel fine. All of a sudden, you're, you know, I'm all chipper. Yeah, yeah, nothing hurts. Yeah. My legs don't hurt. Um, so, yeah, that that was really it was really cool to uh, to break five and then to set what I what I say is my new PR because I feel like it's a pretty honest course. It's a it's a fast bike, right? It's not a hilly bike. But the swim is a slow swim, and I feel like that is a respectable run course. I don't know what your guys—you mm -hmm. I mean, haven't done it yet, Austin—but I feel like it's pretty. It's a pretty challenging mm -hmm. run course. Yeah, I mean, I've—I mean, yeah, it's a lot of it's on grass, well, right? Not on grass. It's not a lot of grass. It's just a golf it's a course. Golf course it's brutal. Bike, yeah, that that path sucks, and I mean, like it's concrete. Yep. So it's hard on you, right? It doesn't feel, mm. it's like running in Long Beach, right? You don't feel like you get a lot of response out of it. And it's up and down and left and right and left. I mean, there's no straightaways. Yeah, it's, it's hard to really get into a rhythm. It's again, it's it's a lot like Hawaii's hitting point three, which, which I don't, I didn't really care for either. Um, 
and yeah, no, I, I, I think this is a, a totally honest course. So if this is, you know, cause you swam what in, in Oregon, the a 19. Yeah. And so if, if you swam at 34 <laughs> so, here, that's you, 15 minutes, right? So if you add 15 minutes to your Oregon time, which I mean, again, we don't really do that, but you know, like, yeah, yeah no, I but think you take is, 448. Yeah. I would have been over, right. I would have been over. So yeah. yeah, the only time I think I was that low would have been the first Oregon time. And yeah, so you add that and then maybe I would have been for 55. So I actually went back and started looking, uh, last year I broke five twice of the four races I did. Then the previous year I broke five twice of the four races I did. Um, but two of those were Oregon, right? So I don't count those. I mean, they were close, but, um, so this, I felt like was a true, honest breaking of five, right? It wasn't like right on the edge. It was a good, it was, you know, almost a little more than 14 yeah, you smashed minutes. It. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was that your best 70.3 run? No, it was one minute off, like less than okay. a minute off okay. of Oregon when I qualified, you know, two years ago, I ran a 130, I think two years ago, I ran a 130 nine because i think i did 715s was my pace and this was 722s so unless that wait you ran unless it was a 136 might have been a 136 you ran a 136 well 137 137 in oregon two years yeah. ago no 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 here you ran pretty much a 137 you're one second under 137 okay so i did that is a 136 um <laughs> okay <laughs> that's great that's I mean, considering where your run was, your surgery and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's a really solid run. Yeah, I was. I mean, uh, it's really happy with it. Uh, I mean, it, it felt like uh, like it went really, really well. It felt like I was never in a lot of pain. So in Oregon, oh, so I went one thirty six twenty five in Oregon two years ago, and what'd you say I did? I went one thirty six. So it was only. 50 yeah so yeah. less than 30 seconds so from being that's great and oregon's a much yeah, faster you know, run course like oh yeah well that, yeah. that was like damn what could i run in oregon yeah now i want to go back to oregon <laughs> so now i got a now i got a new goal of sub 440 so that's great yeah but um no i was really happy with it and and feeling as good as i did on the run um it kind of gives you that that motivation where it's like i i can break seven minute pace in the 70.3 yeah. mm -hmm. how are temps on the day like i know you talked about the cold water but overall like coming out of the water yeah it was you know it was warmer than usual before getting in the water i would say you know i, you know, I had sweats on and a sweatshirt and things like that but i i felt warm um and then coming out of the water my hands were cold but i did not ever feel numb um, coming out of the water, mm -hmm. like some years, like you, you, your dexterity, things like that. It was really hard, but this year wasn't that bad. Um, on the bike, the first half of the bike, my hands were numb to the point where I couldn't feel me shifting. Like my fingers were so numb. I, I would feel like I'm clicking the buttons to shift and, and they're just not shifting. And I would actually have to use the other hand and like my, my bottom two fingers, you know, my pinky and, and those weren't numb, but my top fingers were all numb. So I was using those to shift because I could feel the tips of those. And then after the halfway point, I think uh, 
it warmed up enough and, and the feeling came back in my, cause I mean, it was like numb, almost like the bottom of my forearms and everything. So my hands, and I had gloves in the, in my bike bag and it just didn't feel like it was cold enough to need to put gloves on. Okay. Yeah. And, that was my uh, next question was like, did you put anything else on extra for the bike that you, yeah, they were in there and I just said, you know what? It's not that because I wasn't that cold coming out of the water. I made the decision not to. And so I did wear the, uh, zoot arrow sleeves that you and Jim tested on the, uh, faster fiction. So I had bought the socks previously, right? The arrow socks that you guys tested mm -hmm. and I didn't not that they were fine. I didn't not like them, but I felt like they didn't go up very high. Like they're not really high socks, right? They're like crew socks almost. So when you guys, I think in that video, you guys talked about testing the Zoot uh, Aero sleeves. I was like, oh, well maybe I've always, you know, wanted to try Aero sleeves. So I bought those Aero sleeves right after that video came out. So I've been sitting on those for months um, waiting for them. To, I guess maybe that was right after Oregon, I mean, after Arizona. Cause I used the aero socks at Arizona and then I used the, I got them since then. So it's only been a month, but I've been waiting. And so I put those on before putting the wetsuit on, they were under the wetsuit. And, uh, yeah. So I feel like I was probably the most aerodynamic I have, I have ever been. There you go. I'm sure I had, how does it measure? It's measured in like point two something point, right? Is that how you measure it? The drag oh, coefficient? This, the CDA? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had to be under point four for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh so how, how did you like the the sleeves um did, did you end up running with them or nope, taking I them just off? left them on yeah left them on they i never even noticed them never felt yeah. them they do have a little compression to them so i actually i really liked them yeah it was yeah. good and they were probably yeah, a little warmer on the bike maybe even right they're, they're shielding your legs a little mm -hmm. bit i don't know uh, but you know, feel fast, go fast. So I felt like I had everything dialed yeah. in and felt like I was fast on the bike and felt like I stayed aero almost the whole time. I mean, that, that, that's the challenging part of that course. I would say compared to some courses that are rolling where you get some time out of the saddle, it is a true, like relentlessly aero course. You are on the gas the entire time. There is no there's mm -hmm. no letting off. There's no spinning and, and letting the legs rest at all. It, the entire, the entire ride was, uh, was, was just pushing. And I felt like, uh, yeah, I mean, that was my fastest bike I've ever had. So I was, I was watching, watching the clock on that. And I was pretty psyched to come in under two thirty. I think it was two twenty six something. So yeah. that was, that was really cool. I was, and uh, that's just a, out and back bike. It's not a two loop. It's not or a loop. There's a bunch of little out and backs, but for the most part, it's it's out and back. But there's some different sections right. where you kind of do a couple of U turns, but not not like Arizona U turns okay. where you're U turning every every quarter mile. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Did, did, there, there's there's a few. Did okay. you do the math to see how how many seconds you were off to average twenty three miles an hour? I just no, I just did yet. it. Uh, yeah how, how much 17 <laughs> i know i lost that i lost <laughs> that for sure during that drafting uh yeah, yeah that last mile 17 seconds yeah Ooh. so to average 23 miles an hour you need to go 226.06 and you were 226.23 wow. 
Yeah, that was, it was so funny because after I get in the car and I'm, or I'm not in the car yet, we're walking back, Sujin's with me, uh, Kevin's with me, we're like taking all our stuff across the street and I get a text message from Ed and he goes, uh, what is it? It said something like, you have to be so disappointed or something like that. And I see it on my watch, but I don't have my phone. And I was like, oh shit, did I get, did I get DQ'd? Right. All I could imagine uh, was she did give me a penalty on the bike and I didn't stop and I didn't know it. And that's what went through my mind when he sent me that message. I was like, oh my God, I got DQ'd. And um, I, my, my phone is in the bottom of my clothes bag. You've got all these stupid bags on your bike, right? So I can't even look at my phone for like another three or four minutes as I'm trying to get to the car. And I'm just like, oh my God, if I got DQ'd, oh my God. And no, it was the fact that he saw and was comparing our times and saw that I was point zero one under 23. That's funny. <laughs> oh, so it was good. Ed had a great race too. He went uh, 250, mm -hmm. I think. Or was he 250, 255, 250? Uh, yeah, I think he was just Wait, right over 250. 450, you mean? I'm sorry. Uh, 450, 450 for Ed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was just over 450. Yeah. Yeah. So him and I, he's, he's, he's already thrown it down that we're going back to head to head for Morro Bay. So <laughs> you know, he wants to, he wants a rematch. Uh, he, in my, in my eyes, in my opinion, he sh he should be a sub thirty minute swimmer. He mm. he should be there right mm -hmm. now. The the way he's been swimming at Masters, he has that in him. So um, I thought he'd be close to that here. So again, I haven't talked mm -hmm. to him. I don't know what happened, but um, I'm curious about that. He never gives himself enough credit on the bike, and he's he's been obviously riding with with us on the weekend and um, and and hanging through most of the workouts. So I, th I think he's stronger than you give himself credit for. Um, and he just needs to get his run together because I, I think for his fitness level, that there should be, uh, more ability there on the run. But I think, you know, maybe it's just a time constraint. I know he, tr he travels a lot and, you know, he's work gets in the way and plenty of other excuses, but, um, yeah, for his fitness, overall fitness level and his ability and his youth, Right, <laughs> uh, I think he should be running a lot better than that. But so yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens in Morro Bay. Yeah, so I got to uh, I got to improve my swim and my run so that uh, yeah. So I haven't got to compare our numbers because uh, uh, I haven't really even had time to look to see where where the five minutes were were at. But uh, it was good. He yeah, him and Christian were the variables that uh i i couldn't account for how how they would race and uh they uh, so i was racing to to beat both of those guys that day yeah well and, and i know christian's coming come back from injury so he's just kind of getting back into it uh and he hasn't been able to, to to run well so um yeah i mean i've seen when i was looking at his times they were all you know my mind i was like okay can i go for four or sub five and then i started looking at his times and you know he he kind of consistently uh, been a, kind of around that 445 time and it was like oh man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be able to beat him then he's he's gonna be out of reach and uh so watching for those suits you know just tracking people in their tri suits it's always nice to have carrots that out was, there yeah yeah i mean everybody raced great i mean it, it, you know we only had one person yeah. that had a, a a really terrible day and that was because when she got into transition from the bike her run 
bag was gone. Her shoes were gone. Everything. The, her bag was gone. Somebody took it. That's uh, crazy. So she did not have her bag. Yeah, did felt, did you horrible. see the story from my boy? They gave her a free race entry for next year. Oh. So. But how heartbreaking God, is that, right? You go and your bag's yeah. gone. And it was a mess. That's the worst part. It was part. a mess. Kevin spent three hours waiting for his T1 bag, right? Oh, I showed. Yeah, race. we all went into transition after the race together and- they deliver, usually they deliver your T2 one bag and put it next to where your T1 bag right. or your T2 bag is at, if I can say this right. It's wherever your bike's at, right? So your bike's there and your red and blue bag are there. Always has happened. Never had an issue. Well, his wasn't. And there were hmm. hundreds of bags in this little corral with volunteers. So you couldn't even go in there and look through them. I couldn't tell if they were in order. They all had stickers on them, so I don't understand why they weren't put out yet, but it took him three hours to yeah, get his bag. Crazy. I don't understand what happened. That's, yeah. That's a nightmare. That's like that's stuff you I don't want to deal with, especially after a race. I might have just said, screw it. I, I mean, I mean, it's your <laughs> really? suit, right? So you've got you know $500 in that bag or whatever, but oh my God, to wait three hours to try and yeah, and yeah the, the bags are they're just a mess there's just all these bags in there I'm, I'm just thinking in my mind why why would they have not started to go through and place them in order right the lowest number and just start laying them out and let people because i've had races where you just go up and pick up your bag on the side of transition um they're not necessarily mm -hmm. in this corral i mean yeah they don't want people stealing stuff but i don't know it was a very small area all the bags were in there you could hardly walk between them and you weren't allowed to go in and get it. Yeah, like they just have yeah. volunteers and they're kind of grouped in numbers yeah. or but something. But they weren't even in number. Mm. Uh, yeah, to take three hours, that's a long time. Yeah. They probably just didn't have volunteers yeah. to, for yeah. that yeah. part. That's crazy. Or whatever. But yeah, the other thing I was saying is, so uh, T-Foles, he had posted a story that when his, because his, uh, his fiance was racing, I guess she went to, she went oh, to yeah. grab her yeah. wetsuit in the morning and it was gone. So someone took yeah, her somebody, wetsuit. Yeah, Wow. I wonder if she was number two. Free wetsuits on the I wonder if she racks, was number guys. 233 because uh, we have to look her number up. I think it was like 230-something because they were announcing and announcing and announcing you know, over and over and over. Uh, where's, you know, please check your wetsuit number. And right before the race, did she get it? Because right before the race, they figured it out. No, so she ended up borrowing a, wet, a wetsuit. Ah, I did give up a water bottle. They were up front saying, you know, someone forgot their water bottles today. So I, I walked up and gave them <laughs> one of my water bottles. And then I actually went back because then for a while they were announcing, we need a pair of goggles. We need a pair of goggles. I was like, fuck, all right. I got that's a pair always, of goggles. I got an extra one. one. I'm not going to wear them. They're, they're clear. <clears throat> so I went up and, and they, someone had just given goggles. So I was like, I was, I was, I was like I'm going to do all my good deeds today. <laughs> better, better come back yeah. to me on the race course. <laughs> yeah, I did this. I did the same thing at Oceanside when they were. It was like someone needs goggles, someone needs earplugs. I'm like, oh, I have all these things. I'm running up, and like as I'm running up, oh, somebody gave it. I was yeah. like, damn it, there's no no karma for me. Son <laughs> I'm of a just bitch. always like, <laughs> how do you? How do you? How do you miss <laughs> that stuff? Right. I mean, I've got two pair of yeah. goggles. Yeah, I got. Three water yeah, bottles. Yeah. I, I mean, how is that? I mean, I could see, I could see making the mistake of uh, 
because I'll sometimes I'll make my liquids the night before my my fuel and I'll put it in the fridge. I could see waking up late and and then leaving and and forgetting all your fuel. I could definitely see that happening. Um, I, goggles? How do you not have two freaking goggles in your bag? I, How do you forget goggles? I, what the fuck? I'm laughing because when we did June Lake and and we had we had to drive to the start. And I'm I, I'm driving. I drop off Nadia and we're in transition, and she goes. I forgot my bottles in the fridge. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to drive all the way back to the hotel, grab her bottles, and drive all the way back. I was like, I was like, we have time. I can drive out. That's one of the reasons I will leave them on the bike. I'm telling you, that is one of the reasons the night before. I'm just like, you know what? I don't care if they're clumpy. I'm leaving this stuff on the bike. I don't want to carry it with me in the morning. But I, I didn't. I decided, you know what? I'll mix it morning of. And, uh, oh, that was the other thing. That was the other reason I was feeling super arrow on the bike i had the 1.5 liter bottle in the jersey so i can't wait to see mm. my here i have worked so hard to lose all this rate, uh, weight i can't wait to see my pictures on the bike looking like a big old fat man with a bottle down my jersey but don't matter a pr bike split there you go yeah I, I i've i've never forgot something to a race uh but the first year i did oceanside i still was wearing a regular you know, helmet and glasses. And I was getting on the bike and luckily, cause I had handed my backpack to Amanda. Luckily she's standing right outside the fence and I'm like looking at my helmet. I'm like, where the fuck are my glasses? I like, I was like, F I didn't put them in here. And I was like, oh, they're in my backpack. And so she has to like scramble and pull them out of the backpack and hand them to me. So luckily I you never pedal as for that outside assistance DQ, oh, huh? whatever. Yeah. Cheater. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I was like, damn, like I've never forgotten got something completely like it's not at the race with me but yeah things like that do happen that but the goggles yeah, i'm like i always have two pair of that's, goggles that seems I important. A clear set and a and a tinted set no matter what there so mm -hmm. i mean i could understand the race fuel uh that could happen but goggles had to, that's in the that's in your bag you get the bags the day before you have 24 hours to pack them so yeah that's that's a yeah i mean like glasses i can ride and run without it would suck but i could do yeah. it but like fuel like and swimming without goggles but it will, I, just, I will say nope. I, I i phoned a friend because usually there's someone there with me at the race right some other racer and i will go over to their hotel room and it'd be like uh okay yeah okay yeah you got this you got this like your bags are laid out and you kind of have somebody to bounce ideas off of and um you know, lately it's been Sujin, right? She's been racing and um, we'll travel together, things like that. Well, she wasn't there because she was coming out Friday uh, or Saturday. And so mm -hmm. I'm like trying to pack my bags up and I was like, can I call you? And I'm like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And um, she caught something. Socks, I think. She's like, where's your socks? Socks. I was like, oh my God, I have no socks. So, um, I had put the I, socks in I my do. morning bag, like to, to put on. And I've made oh. that mistake before where, uh, I, I, I have socks, but then I put them with the clothes to get dressed in the morning. And then I wear socks to the race. And then I, it hits me where like, oh shit, I got to take these off and, and leave them here in transition. Um, so yeah. 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 It's, I, I have a, I have just like a checklist on my phone and I'll go through it four or five times and not until like I will go through it, go through it, go through it. And not until I either leave to drop off run bag, bike bag, T1, T2 bag, 
will I actually check that item off the list? That's like my final one. Like, okay, I'm walking to the like to the venue with these bags. Is yeah. everything in here? Do you know what I mean? It's like if I forget a bag, yeah, that's then, how I am with packing. Okay, but I think I need to okay. make my T one T two checklist just uh, just because. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm not used to not having someone there to at least. Um, Safety check, right? They just give you that. Yeah, yeah. Looks like you got mm-hmm. everything. But uh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, are you gonna sign up for it next year? Or? Not at the moment. Um, CIM was on the list, possibly, but I've already got two marathons. Oh, right. right. I've decided that uh, I'm gonna do this um, Surf City half, and I think uh, you know I, I want to go sub 130. So I've never done a half marathon, and uh, other than in a in a uh, half Ironman. So obviously my fastest mm-hmm. run has been a 136. So if I want to run sub seven in a, in a race, I need to run, I think a 126. So I think a 126 mm-hmm. is right at a, a sub seven, maybe it's a 658 or something like that. So 652 would be 130. 652 is 130. Okay. Then maybe that's what it, I mm-hmm. picked 130. I forget. I need to look. But basically, it's going to be whatever gets me a sub seven, I think is what I'm going to set as my goal for Surf City. Oh, cool. And then, because yeah. um, part of that, three weeks, I'm going to be in Vermont in the snow. So I'm going to have to do all that training on the treadmill. And I also am building for LA because LA's right after, I mean, it's only a month after mm-hmm. that. So I'm kind a of in that after. area where I want to w- run fast and work on running fast for the half, but I can't jeopardize getting the miles mm-hmm. in the base miles for the full at LA. Um, yeah. so I'm kind of trying to put together the training plan right now where my midweek runs, like everything during the week is, um, my fast miles or my, you know, kind of my half marathon training plan. And I'll probably do mm-hmm. a little bit longer runs during the week than I normally would. And then add, still do that base building slow, two hour, 220, mm-hmm. 230, 240, that build all the way up to LA to get, to get up to the three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just run in some snowshoes in Vermont, that should be pretty I good know. training, I think. Yeah. So yeah. So LA, um, I, I, I don't have any idea what I want to do for LA at this point. Honestly, it's just, Hey, let me do my first marathon and have fun with it. And you know, maybe I target sub eights. I don't, I have no idea. I don't know what I'm capable of yet, but yeah. My, my only concern for LA is, uh, getting out of there without hitting too much traffic. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm kind of strategizing. Yeah, so you're, yeah. Well now I'm already, uh, I've got it pulled up right here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, Hmm, I think I might just click that, uh, VIP. <laughs> Although that does nothing for uh, your, your parking, but at least, uh, at least I'll be right in the morning. Right. And I'll feel like I'm special. There, there's no police escort. I know, huh? Yeah. I get a police escort out of there. I'm an influencer. Yeah. I'm an influencer. I'm VIP. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. You know, maybe I'll carry my maybe I'll exactly. carry my camera for the for the for the race. So yeah. Oh cool. Yeah, but yeah. no, it was good. It was it was it was ama- It was really fun to have that many people you know that you're talking to on a on a daily basis, practically in in the OCE chat, you know, on Discord, and to meet people. And then it was funny. I was standing there with Ed. It, it, funny story. We're standing there after we did our. Um, little shakeout ride and we wrote we rolled over to uh the village and we're standing there and some guy comes up to me he's like 
Hey, Mr. Elmore, I, I just want to shake your hand. I want to, you know, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for all the videos, right? And all of these things. And um, so Ed's taking photos for him with me and, and all of that. And and I think he might have been a pastor or something because then he's like, can, can I say a quick prayer or whatever? And and so we did that. And, and then he walked away and he's like, dude, I thought you guys were always joking. I didn't realize people would just come up to you. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of special that way yeah. kind of famous <laughs> Got the, he, he saw this the cj media yeah, effect so it's it's you know it's always weird when it happens uh i mean i'm sure i mean tony knows what it's like you know he's now running into that you know but you know nadia probably deals with it often but it always it's always just you know funny because someone knows so much more about you than you know about them um mm -hmm. or They've met you before, but I am the worst, so I don't remember anybody's name um, or face. So, uh, yeah, and and then I always get crap from Sujin and Stephen for them having to take photos of me with people. <laughs> I, that's, I always joke that that's what I'm there but, for. You know, when when people you know, oh, like run to Nadia, oh my god, and then you know, can I get a picture? And uh, would you mind? And I was like, nope, that's what I'm here for. That's that's, that's all I, I I travel with her. Just I take get paid to do through. this. Yeah. <laughs> Insta, Insta have, have you seen uh forgetting have you seen forgetting yeah. sarah marshall i have but i don't remember the part was there it's, a part like that so he's the yeah he's you know he's the boyfriend he's just like a musician he's not an actor or anything and so you know sarah marshall's like there he like holds her purse at all these things he's just off to the side and they're like hey mutumbo out of the shot you <laughs> oh, know i do stuff remember like that, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh okay he's just he, there's all these pictures of him just holding a purse off to the side like all right, I'm just yeah, just here to help funny. out. So, yeah. so it was awesome yeah. to see everyone yeah. to have such a huge cool. group out there. Um, you know, everybody cheering. Yeah, so it was it was a great great weekend. Yeah, it looked cool seeing everybody in their kits, and you know, I definitely had FOMO of not being out there cheering everybody on. But it was man, it was I. I felt like I was there with all the updates and stories and all these sort of things. It was, it was really yeah, cool. I think we, we need to get another team so. race together and maybe, you know, maybe it's Pasadena try. I think we need to have a huge president at Pasadena try. That'd be fun. You know, overwhelm yeah, the and then, Well, is that the same? I know, I know, but how cool would that be <laughs> yeah. to have like 20, 30 people there that show up from the OCE yeah. to do Pasadena try. Yeah. You gotta That'd see Tony cool. try and well, take is, the win Is that again. the same weekend as... Is that LA weekend? It's, LA Marathon oh, weekend? It's not, it's or is it in February? Before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a bunch okay. of stuff lines up because there's the Brea 8K, which is the week mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. the Surf City, I think. And then, yeah, you've got the LA Tri or the Pasadena Tri, and then you got the LA Marathon. And so it's like, oh man, there's a bunch of these little events, right? It's a at lot. Least, at, least, yeah. at least Pasadena is pretty, pretty small. Yeah, LA Marathon, then Oceanside. Then, you know, yeah. it's there's one every month. OC Marathon. You know, it's it's stacks stacks up against each other. Yeah. So so the Pasadena so, Trice, deal, the, guys. the ninth, yeah. and then LA oh, okay. is the seventeenth of March. Yeah. Oh, all right. So it's two. Okay. No, I guess it's only a week. Yeah. So it's on a Saturday, huh? Yeah, Saturday and then a Sunday for LA. All right. We could do that. Official <laughs> OC race. Yeah. We're taking over take over the Pasadena try. Yeah. We we're going to have the entire podium at the Pasadena try. <laughs> that'd be really cool. That'd be really I cool. I don't know. <laughs> Got a, like a smaller one and just like, just everybody. Well, remember la what, what was it la say? last year was the, the damn EMJ guy came and 
you know, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he did. He uh, was just pacing off me, and then. Uh, Who, what, what do you mean, EMJ? What's that? Every man Jack. Every, oh, man, every Jack. man Jack. Oh, see, I, yeah, I don't think about them enough. Oh, so is it the like? Because you were, you had won that right mm-hmm. multiple times, and then all of a sudden, did was it the last two years you've taken second? Yeah, because the or was it just last? No, year? it was the past two. The past two years, because the first year, the guy. Um, was I think like targeting targeting me, and then like was looking at my times. Like he had done research because then after after the the fact he came he came to me and he's like he's like you're Tony right? And I was like yeah. And he's like oh yeah, I, I was looking at your your previous year's results and basically setting up my strategy for where I needed to be and then where I was going to attack. And I was like well th- th- thanks bro. I could have hit me up at the start line and let me know that I was, <laughs> I was racing, racing here, you know, like <laughs> you are a target. Yeah. I mean, cause for that, I always feel kind of bad sometimes, you know, showing up to, to an event like that and like really getting after it. Um, and so I knew I was, I knew I was ahead on the bike and I think like on the second lap, I started to like just ease in and like almost settle in and, 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 uh, let up a bit. And, it gets pretty crowded that third loop. And then he went by, I noticed he went by, but he went by like at pace and like really wide. And I was like, did is that guy like, you know, like relay is, you know, I didn't know where he, I couldn't see his bib. So I didn't know what, you know, what color it was and was kind of taken aback by like, who is this guy that just came up on me out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting. And so then I, I, at that point I tried to make a move to, to go with him. And, um, I, I, I think I closed the gap, but then he was a better swimmer than me. And so, uh, he beat me. And then kind of the same situation happened the next year was the every man Jack guy. I was a better runner. Uh, and then he ended up passing me on the bike and then was a, Oh, oh, oh wait, no, he didn't pass me on the bike. He passed me in the damn water. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so I just thought about that. Yeah, because I think he. So you got passed in the. I water. got passed in the water, and uh, oh, like a three-length pool swim. Yeah, 150 meters. Uh, yeah, he's a swimmer. Swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So 150 meters, yeah. and he he passed me in the water. So like I got in. I right like right. I got in the water. I I think he was only like maybe like six seconds, eight seconds back from the start. Um. And make matters worse too, I, he had left his bib on, and it like had came off on like onto his legs or something, and so he had to like reach down, and so then he was holding his bib in his hand with his bib belt and swimming that way, and still crushed me in the water. That's how poor of a swimmer I am, guys. Like I'm not joking when I say I suck in the water. Um, I think he actually backstroked and was like flipping me off too, as like that last final fifty or something. But it was it was it was bad. I, I think you know Nadia like saw it and like saw it happen. Like it, it was like kind of, you know, annoyed. He also, he also flip turned like add insult to injury. He flip turned on the first turn under me. So he, he was on my left and we, <laughs> cause it's a serpentine and he flip turned off the wall and pushed off under me. And I saw him swim under me <laughs> as he's going the opposite <laughs> direction. Oh, and I was like, God. Oh, you're a dick. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> it, it was that that almost a, like, um, 
Top Gun. I, I know Austin, <laughs> yeah. you probably don't know that movie, but where, where he's upside yeah. down and he gave him the bird. Yeah. <laughs> what were you yeah. doing, Vertica? Yeah, I, was, I was inverted. <laughs> yeah, man. International communications. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, um, is that no. a draft legal race? No, it's not. I felt okay. like where he was, like when I, what, I felt like this guy was drafting me a bit. Um, and, and, uh, and that, that's why he was so close. And, and, and then he was just a, a way better swimmer. So there was no chance at that point. Um, well then next year, all right, you just got to lay the hammer down and leave nothing to chance. Yeah. Next. Yeah. This year or well, next year, yeah, maybe I just go, I go full fucking taper mode for this thing. Right. Like, let's go now well, the worst part is, is it's a reverse right it's a reverse so you don't have that run which is i mean you are the runner right so that you you put that out there first that makes it hard it, it is hard because i'm used to yeah the, the run being my weapon and being able to eye off you know like key off people and know what i have left and know know when to go yeah. whereas yeah for this you're at red line and swimming is already again not great for me and then to finish off with a swim when i'm dying is yeah. not great well that's what i will say uh, two things i remembered about the race um one i'm on the bike on the first loop and headed out towards the turnaround uh and doing probably 25 26 miles per hour and lionel sanders comes by me just like i was standing still it was so crazy because he was doing the relay and obviously they had to start after us, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I never found out who their swimmer was. I could, I think I couldn't even find him in the results. It was, uh, Laura was the runner. Oh, so the I runner. don't even know okay. how that, it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, did they, cause they weren't in the relay results that <clears throat> I could tell. Maybe they were. They got second they in the really? relay. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who their swimmer was, but anyway, he comes by me just crushing it i mean holy cow to for me to be going 25 26 miles, i feel like i'm just flying and he comes by just moving moving and i was like go line up and he like gives me the he like you know he gives me the, he puts his arm i was yeah. like all right cool yeah he, he, uh, at least he responded to yeah. me um he he biked a 157.45 oh my god what was that average time <laughs> yeah Speed, yeah. Uh, speed, 28.58. That's so fast. So fast. Yeah, so I, uh, can you tell, you can't probably tell who their the individual athletes are, but how, how fast was the no. swim? Uh, not, not great. It was 40, Okay, 32. so they had somebody racing on there, right? Obviously, it wasn't another pro. Yeah, and then Laura's, you know, coming off a of pregnancy, and she ran a one thirty-seven. So that's pretty. That's so pretty good. Laura. good. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I beat the last place yeah. pro male. So, you know what? Boom! Yeah. I beat the last place pro. I mean, he must have had a horrible day, but I couldn't believe it when I was looking through trying to find because I saw Ari there, I saw Simon, right? I talked to mm -hmm. both of them, and yeah, um, yeah. I don't know T Fold, so I couldn't walk up like Tony and be like, "Good luck," but. Um, I, I saw those guys and then Ari did not have a good day at all. Something happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was talking, he was feeling pretty bad. I guess he was, I had COVID or something like two weeks uh, okay. ago. Yeah, uh, he Ari? did. Yeah. So something I saw like that, him, so. um, and then I saw him on the run and, 
you know, he yelled at him and, and he acknowledged, you know, we saw each other before nice. the race and uh, for some reason I see him all the time at races and yeah, he, I wasn't yeah. expecting him to be, you know, he had a, he had a pretty rough race, but then there was somebody that went five Oh one maybe or something like whatever it was. I was just like, yes, I beat the last place male pro. That, that's yeah. better than everything that that's, happened that weekend. <laughs> time to get your pro card. That, that was so funny though. Like, <laughs> that's right. It was funny to see like Lionel in the, the bike relay and you're like, well, I'm sure he's in a full week of training and stuff, but like, oh man, I wonder if he just does this as a full time trial, like what he could really do. Uh, I mean, still that's phenomenal. Cause I'm pretty sure even like that, he beat the top bike for the pro men. But I guess Jacob was saying, uh, pretty, pretty early in the bike. He's like, yeah, Lionel came flying by me. He's, he's, he's like, so I tried to like, you know, get in a legal draft position. He, yeah, he said Jacob he jumped said he was on him, like man. Yeah. He jumped on him and was just <laughs> yeah. putting down a bunch yeah. of water, tried to draft for a minute. And yeah, he just, yeah. yeah he said his heart rate was like blew up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know where Jacob started, <laughs> but, but he cool was, he, he was behind me. Yeah. You know, I think he started further back with the swim. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, it was, uh, that was yeah. cool to see to see Lionel, and then uh, God, what was the other thing I was going to say? I don't remember. There were two things I was going to mention, but Lionel was was one of them. Oh, and then maybe it was the last place pro thing, the yeah. pro. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's you could pretty much call yourself so a pro. What, what was the final uh, slash CJ? What was the final call on uh, on Sujin not deciding not, not to race? Was her knee just not? Not up to it. She had an MRI on Thursday, I think. And it was somewhat inconclusive, but they felt that because it wasn't soft tissue, maybe there's a bone problem. Um, so that's, or not an MRI. She had a... Um, X-ray? What do you call that? Ultrasound. Ultrasound. Oh, okay. She had an ultrasound. Um, oh. So now she's doing the MRI, which is still soft tissue. But yeah. they'll, this will at least tell them a little more... Um, from a soft tissue standpoint, but they, the, the doctor felt like, Hey, you're, you're going to do more damage if you run because mm. she couldn't do any downhill running at all without being in extreme, extreme pain. And I felt like, Hey, maybe this is a bone problem. Cause it's not, you know, when, when it's a muscle or a tendon or something, it, it, I feel like it's more of a burning sensation, right? I mean, it can feel sharp and stabbing, but this was, it just seemed like from what I know of my, hmm pubic bone smashing. It was like, are you sure you're, you're not, it's not a bone on bone type problem yeah. or like a small stress fracture or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we're waiting to find out. She'll, she'll All right. hopefully know today. Yeah. That sucks. Which is a bummer. She's got yeah. to take, yeah, right now it's like three or four weeks off of running, but at least it's at the end of the season. Um, but yeah. yeah, tough year racing for her. Yeah. So we'll Back stronger see. next year. See you at track on Wednesday. Me? Um, <laughs> I think I can make track this week, but then next week I'm headed to Vermont. Yeah. I fly out. So You're going to see you guys at the holiday party Saturday? I will be Saturday? at the holiday party on Saturday for sure. Nice. Wear your Christmas sweater. Oh, is that what we're wearing? I was going to wear my kit. Ugly Christmas sweater. <laughs> That'd be great. Just show up with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tony has no commitment to that. He's like, I, I don't know if I'm going. Oh, to no, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. I don't ask I'll Tony. You want to do it? Like, I want, love it. You do it on the parking time. lot? Oh. That'd be, oh, that'd that'd be, be super pretty, fun. pretty fun. Just watch everybody oh, can you imagine everywhere? how fun that would be? Oh. Season's over. That'd be a we good time. We can help you, Ramal. That would be fun. That'd be a good time. 
Uh, oh, um, we got an email. We did last week. Look at that. You put oh, it in did. the chat, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we got another email. Uh, I forgot about that email. That's <laughs> all excited. No, no. Yeah, I forgot about it. I just, I just realized we didn't, uh, we hadn't gave a shout out. So I'll just read it real quick. It says, "Hey guys, just wanted to drop a quick note after catching up on the eleven twenty seven pod episode where Austin recapped his IMAZ race. Austin mentioned someone giving him splits during the race. That was me. Although I'm not a zoo athlete, just an AZ local." out there supporting some of my BAA racing and Barlow teammates and cheering on all the incredible athletes. I remembered Austin was racing, so I started tracking him on the IM app. I figured sending positive vibes and split times might be helpful to close out the race, and sure as shit did, did apparently, with Austin laying down the hammer, uh, laying the hammer down, jumping six spots for a top 10 finish. Great job, Austin. I'm relatively new to the sport, just soaking it all in. I am, I am so slow, but improving every day. The motivation I found watching everyone out there on course was incredible. Also, I had the pleasure of meeting Chris at IMAZ 70.3 in October. As a father of four kids, ages 7 to 13, some of our commitments and priority management resonates well with me. Go kick ass in La Quinta. So shout out to Chris. Big fan of the podcast. Uh, guys, keep up the excellent work. Hashtag Austin fan. Hashtag Austin Tro- uh, Troll because <laughs> Tony and I were talking about that. That's but, awesome. Uh, he didn't leave his name. And he didn't leave his name, but I'm, I'm almost positive because we follow each other on Strava. It's Ryan Everett. So thank you for writing in. Uh, that's that's nice for all of us to hear and that people are actually listening to the show. So appreciate that. That's really cool. You know, I probably have yeah, the name and so. I didn't. Uh, maybe I didn't because uh, I think I copied and pasted the email in there right okay yeah but I, i'm almost i'm almost okay, certain it's cool. ryan so yeah yeah so pretty cool guys we'll uh hopefully we get more of yeah, those come on send us emails we need to feel like people like us we haven't got we haven't got any hate mail I'm yet shocked. i'm shocked i'm trying no, my hardest I, as you I, can I, tell yeah i did <laughs> run into uh yeah. <laughs> that's funny yes it is ryan everett by the way so okay uh right. that's really cool that's hilarious. Yeah. Man. Well, good. Good show. Good weekend. Hey, we made it we made it two two parter. Everybody should know, be pretty three happy. Hours in. Jesus. Good thing we don't work. Yep. Glad this <laughs> yeah. podcast is starting to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all influencers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I did see Brent uh there. So the one of the, if you guys remember, he's commented in the past, he likes one, he likes grumpy Tony and, um, he's the history buff who reminded me of who rolled oh. across the Ironman finish line back yeah. to me. And it was, uh, Brent, you're going to have to email me again. Cause I can't remember the goddamn <laughs> yeah. name, the guy's name. What was it? He had, uh, did he no legs, right? No, uh, he had legs. I'm not going to remember. Well, wasn't it for Parkinson's? Was it, was it, yeah, there was something he did. It was, it was, oh my God! See, all right, Brent, write in again. <laughs> I'm going to go look for your email because I don't remember who it was. Oh. I have the worst memory. But yeah, yeah, he is a total, total triathlon history buff. He can rattle stuff off. It's crazy. That's cool. So it, I was glad he wasn't really cool. racing because then I would have been 17th overall, not 16th. And I was amazed. <laughs> honestly, I thought coming in 4:45. I might be a little higher than 16th, but I was pretty damn yeah. stacked field. It was the biggest yeah. that race has ever yeah. been. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, it was the, the most number of people that uh, have ever have ever raced it. Um, they must have sold out. So, 
Well, yeah. so I was I was actually looking yeah, at that. It seems like people are oh, choosing that. Uh, to, so I was looking at that in like pre-COVID numbers. It was uh, twenty-two thirty-five was like the the highest peak finisher number, and then post-COVID, so twenty twenty-one was fifteen seventy-one, then sixteen twenty-nine, and then this year is twenty-two fifteen. Mm-hmm. So it's and that these this is finishers, not registrations. So oh. it looks like it's like yeah. So right they must have up. sold out this year. Because I think they sent an email like a few weeks ago that they only had 100 spots left or whatever. So 23 must have been the, yeah. the number, the limit. And they obviously hit that. And then you have people that don't show. Yeah. And then oh, the, the role, hmm. that was uh, John John Blaze, which also known as Blaze Man. Yes. Um, and he had ALS. ALS, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there we go. go. Not, yeah. not missing legs. I forget who <laughs> yeah. the other guy who uh, was missing <laughs> legs that uh, was that ran the... Uh, there was another guy at the time, Scott something. I forget what what uh, what he what his deal was, but there was a whole big thing on him. Uh-huh. I, don't ask me; I'm not good with history. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not good with names. I literally thank God you guys put your names on that damn screen when we do this because I can't even remember who my <laughs> podcast shows are. <laughs> well, he's remembering what what uh, podcast you're doing now. You got so many going. I know. I am. I am. I say it like ten times before we start. <laughs> All right, guys. Good deal. Good week. We got some guests coming up, which will be cool. Yeah. Get, yep. uh, get some yep, people yep. on and talk other than us. Just yeah. us. And please send us feedback. I want to know what people think of Austin's outro. <laughs> it's flawless. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Boys. Talk to you next week. Cue the outro. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the OC Endurance Podcast. If you have any comments or questions for us, please send us an email at podcast at ocendurance.com or send us a message on Instagram at OC Endurance Podcast and be sure to give us a follow. Tell us what you want to hear about next or who you want to hear from next. Don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you're listening on. We would greatly appreciate it.